Ma'am, have you ever seen Bigfoot before? Yes, I had sex with Bigfoot <gasps> before and I had his baby. What, what happened to your baby? <laughs> he was stolen. Did, did Bigfoot steal it or did that museum steal it? Bigfoot <laughs> was, Did Bigfoot... Does, did you like making love to Bigfoot? No. No? He, was he rough with you? Yeah. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Project Archivist. What's up? I just completely f forgot the whole witty thing I was going to say. Okay. I had something witty I was going to say, and I can't remember what it was. I, I it's it's gone now. Damn. Oh well, whatever. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Moving. You've grown on. so much. I know. <laughs> In a span of five minutes, I am drinking a beverage. I am drinking the the new fe a feisty cherry diet coke, which I thought was frosty cherry. I initially thought it was just di the new cherry. I thought I, I thought it was repackaged cherry coke. Have no. you had the new Feisty Cherry yet? No, I have not. I don't drink Diet Coke. I don't either, but I'll drink the flavored Diet Cokes. I can't and stand Diet Coke. I was racking my brain trying to figure out how the hell you found a Diet Coke lime. Yeah, we got them up here. It's not. It's ginger lime. Well, yeah. Okay, I may have admitted part of that. I'm like, I'm walking around the store. I asked someone at Walmart. The guy looks at me and goes, fool, ain't nothing but ginger lime. I'm like, yeah. okay. I may have omitted the, the ginger part. Um... But this is, uh, I, I, I was talking to Aaron on the Facebook page, and um, I told her not to try it because it was just regular Diet Cherry Coke repackaged. It's not. It's it's feisty cherry, and it's got like a little bit of a spiciness that hits you at the end and kind of warms the throat up. It reminds me of, and I know you've had it, there's an energy drink called cocaine that's got capsaicin yeah. in it. It tastes <laughs> terrible, but it works. That's kind of what this is like. It just tastes like cherry Coke, but it's got like a little bit of like capsaicin or something, and it. it's got like a little bit of warming that kind of hits you in the back of the throat. Um, it's okay. You know, I, I, I would drink it again. I have not tried the mango because I don't like mango things. is something that comes out of Satan's asshole. So really, that's where they come from. Yes, well, that is where mango. I was come completely from. wrong when they were falling out of my car. Then when I was in Puerto Rico, absolutely, Jeez. absolutely. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the I, I would I would give the Project Archivist celebrity endorsement for the uh, feisty cherry diet coke. It's mm. it's not all that bad. So, all right, show meeting real quick before we jump into this week's oh, Ramblecast. We didn't book a guest. I didn't feel like booking a guest. We were supposed to do a show last week, and then through scheduling mishaps or what have you, it just didn't work out, and Chuck was supposed to do the show with me. And I was like, well, Chuck, I've got this other show lined up, which leads me to what I'm going to do now, talking about now. I have had a lot of requests. We used to do a show called This Here in Fecal Matters, which a lot of the OG listeners, the old school listeners will recall. We would do a show every year. It was a show entirely pertaining to just news stories throughout the year that involved people with crap. Um, and we still post those stories on the Facebook page. Um, but I stopped doing them and other stories, other shows similar to that, because it began to affect our ability to book guests. When I would say, hey, do you want to come on our show? People would go check our podcast out. And for whatever, you know, they would fumble across that episode and they'd be like, I don't really want to go on a show where you guys sit and talk about, you know, dick and fart jokes and, and make, you know, have shows about. <laughs> no. Poop. Oh, so right. and I'm like, no, no, we just do those every once in a while. That's just us having fun. No, we would lose the guest. But. You know, the only one we get to that point now is where we do our fast food madness show every year because that one's not quite as bad. Uh, so it uh, gets well. to a point. Well, yeah, but it gets to a point where, you know, not every one of our shows is silly. We have a good time with guests, but we do like to do serious shows and stuff every once in a while. And it began to impair our ability to get guests on. 
But I still have a lot of people that are like, yeah, we still want to hear those kinds of shows. And I'm like, well, you know, and part of me still wants to do those kinds of shows. So what I'm thinking of doing is, um, and this falls back to what I'm talking about with Chuck last week. I was like, Chuck, I've got this show that I want to do, but it's all about people losing their genitalia. Like it's the, throughout the year, all these crazy stories of people going over fences or or wives getting mad and lobbing off their husband's manlyhood. And all of these different things. And Chuck was like, I think I'll pass. So we didn't do the show. Hmm. So I'm thinking I'll, we can still do those kinds of shows, but I'll just put them up in the Patreon page. And if people want to hear them, they can go over to Patreon, toss a couple of bucks in there and download the shows and listen to them. And, you know, then later on, we post more of that kind of stuff. They can go back and, you know, end Patreon and rejoin Patreon. And we might still occasionally do those kinds of stupid shows because I don't have to worry about potential guests coming on the show or people checking our show out and finding that, you know, if you're in the know and you want to hear that kind of stuff, I'll post notice of it in the Facebook page and maybe up on Twitter. But that way I don't have to worry about like, cause, cause there was like a few doctors and scientists and stuff we wanted to get on the show. And we've lost a few guests because of those kind of episodes, but we a lot sure of people have. like that stuff. So I'll meet everybody halfway and say, you know what, if, if you want to go over to the Patreon, when I post the show, I'll put a notice up saying, Hey, you know, it's a dick and fart joke show or whatever the hell you want to call it. One of those kinds of episodes is up in the Patreon page. Go over, just give us a couple of dollars or whatever. And if you, you know, I'll give access to people and they can, you know, download. Plus there's still a whole bunch of other episodes up there. Um, <laughs> Lisa apparently created a more R rated Facebook page. Scandalous for, banana. Scandalous banana. If you are on the Facebook page and you would like to join that because the sh- the page was getting really raunchy and it was you like. Think? Every once in a while, we got to go in there and keep the kids from jumping on the bed. Yeah, beds. but you're not supposed to be bringing this up. Dude, well, Scandalous Banana is like Fight Club. You know, you but how are people talk know about, about Scandalous Banana. Yeah, but how many people that listen? I mean, we are, our Facebook page is growing, which brings me to the next topic. We're never going to get to this show. God damn it. First off, got to say hi to Winner. Uh, she's one of our new listeners. I got to say hi to Samantha for donating, uh, to uh, giving us a little bit of money on uh, Patreon this week. And, um,. We have a bunch of people that joined up the Facebook page and found us and joined in the group. Um, a lot of people aren't answering the questions still, so I have to go through. Is this person a bot? No, they're not a bot. Okay, well, they, yep, they got a real profile, blah, blah. Anyways, so we got a guy joined up who joined the page. His name's Sean. He's got a great podcast that everybody needs to go and check out. We found him. He's part of the Church of the Subgenius, and he found us through that show. Look for a podcast called Share a Slice with Sean. It's um, it's the shareaslicepodcast.com, and the guy's got a lot of really good, interesting guests, and I'm not going to lie, I'm actually very envious of some of the people that he has on his show that I've wanted to get on our show and some of the topics that he's covered. If you're interested in people interviewing really interesting people, how many times can I say the word interesting? Um, mm. <laughs> go check it out. Now, having said all of that, getting the show meeting out of the way. Did I tell you I, I was know, drinking, I stopped cherry drinking my coffee? So <laughs> let's jump into some stories. Oh, um, gee, so soon? Really? All right. Awesome. Well, I could have done it at the end of the show, but it's all fresh in my head. Too late. I want to get out of the way. Now we're just like fast forwarding through the show. You know, yeah, we got like, people. I think Harley is one of them. Harley, our travel oddities, listens to our show at like two times speed or one and a half speed, one and Makes a half sense. double. We've got a I few people that do I don't want to listen to me at normal speed either. I guess we sound like cracked out chipmunks or something. Awesome. Yeah. One of the Cult of Lobo Weird Noise listeners has brought that up to me as well. What? The I Cult just... of Lobo Weird Noises. Uh, okay. 
We talked about it last show. There's yeah, there's I remember. A I'm just group of people out there that like it when you make off the wall weird noises, and they're all laughing at me right now for bringing this up. I'm sure that's mm, sure. Great. You wanna you wanna just cover these in the order that we've got them, and I'll do the yeah. First why one. not? Okay. We've got a jockey show. Well, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna start off with um, dismemberment stories. First Ooh. one comes from LiveScience.com. I have not pre-read any of these at all. I Dude, probably like should most have. of these were on our page. Some you of them read were. any of them. Some of them were. Well, I didn't wow. post this one. Uh, Russian oh. government says not to worry about the 54 seven hu- severed human hands found in Siberia. In Soviet Russia, hands sever you. Uh, <laughs> a fisherman in Siberia made a grim discovery yesterday, March 8th, while walking near an icy Amur River. Uh, 27 pairs of human hands severed at the wrists and stuffed into a bag. Russian authorities said that the hands were likely deposited by the local forensics lab, bucking proper protocol. Right. (laughs) Very funny, very funny. Uh, According to the Siberian Times, a probably very newsworthy organization, the fishermen found the bag of hands and a small river island near the city of... Gaborsk. Okay, Russia, located in the country's far <laughs> southeast, about 18.6 miles, or 30 kilometers, from the Chinese border. The Amur River, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, is popular right. local fishing destination, the Times reported. Initially, the fishermen saw only one hand sticking out of the snow. One hand is enough for me. <laughs> and discovered the full bag soon after. What do you do when you're walking along a river in Russia and you find a bag of frozen hands? Mm, treats. Like what? <laughs> that was not the answer I was expecting, but should have. <laughs> uh, photos taken at the scene and shared anonymously to Russian media reveal the discovery of a brutal image, which you can't see because you're listening to us right now. And this yeah, yeah, yeah. is a podcast, an audio oh. podcast, not video. In one image, the 54 hands lie in a haphazard pile in the snow, like leathery catcher's mitts, seemingly upended from the bag. In another photo, the hands have been lined up in neat rows. Who goes through the effort to line these things up? Hey, look, it is a bag of hands. One of these, you can't see it, but it looks like there is a dildo in the picture as well yep look at the top picture to the left I, see that I've, I've been doing nothing but looking at that section you, d- <laughs> initially okay <laughs> While many social media spectators naturally suspect foul play, officials from the Investigative Committee of the Russian Federation, a government agency responding uh, responsible for the criminal investigations, have said that the hands appear to have been improperly disposed of by forensics lab in. In. I told you how to say it. I don't remember how to say it. Of course. Okay, the biological (laughs) object hands found are are not. (laughs) What? Let's call the town Beats or Borsch. Okay, we'll call it Borsch. The biological objects, hands, found are not of criminal origin. The invest- How do you know that? Because they said so. Ah, these hands here are not of them, criminal so they can't origin. Be. The investigate. What are they like? Like like lawn ornaments or something? You know, They're treats, <laughs> snacks. You never had a um, hand on a stick? No, hand on a stick. Committee wrote in a post as translated on the messaging app Telegram, but where 
were but were disposed of in a manner not provided for, for by law. Indeed, medical bandages and plastic hospital-style shoes were discovered near the hands. According to the Siberian Times, it's not unheard of for forensic labs in Russia to cut off the hands of unknown corpses in order to train, retain fingerprints, information, after the rest of the body has been discarded. Despite this possible explanation, investigators have been able to lift fingerprints from only one of the 27 pairs of hands. Little is known about the hands previous owners. Yeah, they uh, bought them at a second-hand shop. Ah! Did you just come up with that on the spot? I did. Wow. Dan, that's impressive. Based oh, on the know. investigation results, a legal assessment will be made of the actions of officials of the forensic medical institution in the city of Borsk, responsible for the disposal of these biological objects. The investigation committee wrote, this investigation is ongoing. Of these are is. probably the hands of Russian election hackers. Right. No, I have no Those idea. Those guys all still about. have their hands. Trust me. Yes. Um, take us over to Japan to the star online. Ooh. More body parts found in Japan after decapitation case. Let's not lose our head over this. Dude, man, you're on a roll today. I am. Rah! Tokyo J- Japanese police investigated. What are you, Alex Jones now? I don't know, dude. <laughs> Japanese police investigating discovery of a woman's severed head have reportedly uncovered several other body parts in different locations, acting on information from an American in custody over her disappearance. Of course, it's a bad American. Authorities found a torso and two arms in the mountains near the western city of Osaka and two legs in Japan's ancient capital of Kyoto. Uh, some 50 kilometers or 30 miles for people that use real mileage <clears throat> away, according to local media. Police on Saturday found the head of the unidentified woman inside of a suitcase left in a room in Osaka, which was rented by the American. Police have formally arrested the 26-year-old, and he has confessed to abandoning the woman's body. What? Abandoning the woman's body? According to the national broadcast uh, NHK, the woman was last seen in mid-February walking into a building in Osaka with the man. Before she disappeared, she told friends she was visiting a man she met online. Note to all the women out there, don't meet people online. Especially us. Exactly. Americans are bad. Because if you meet us online, we're going to expect you to buy us dinner. Hi, Logan. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I never <laughs> got a dinner. <laughs> ah, maybe it's because I'm a monkey. The man was seen going in and out of the complex alone several times between February 16th and 18th and carrying a large bag, according to the Kansai Telecasting and local TV station. Police declined to comment to AFP on the reports or the case itself, which follows the discovery just outside of Tokyo last Halloween of nine dismembered bodies stashed in coolers and toolboxes. That's a lot bodies of um... toolboxes. I never heard of a snap-on body keeper. Here it would be, there's there's a link on the bottom here. This would be a great example of something that would go into this year in fecal matters. Thai officials smell clue with feces find in tycoon pooching case. Poaching case. Pooching. Poaching. I don't know why I said pooching. I don't know. <laughs> oh, what do we got next? Oh, yeah. This one. All okay. right. <laughs> Before we jump, let's do Just- the lead-in. Yeah, let's do. The, I'll I'll read this one, but let's do the lead. Sure. Yeah. Since we mentioned, since we're on the whole topic Should of I body make parts, Bigfoot love noises in the background. No, we're we're getting to this though. We're gonna get to this. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear your sweet Bigfoot love making noises, but we'll, we'll go back to that. 
So the next story takes place in Colorado. But since we're talking about body parts and all that kind of stuff, you your boy Sammy lives in Colorado. And we were talking before we went on the show. Where is he right now? He is at the Frozen Dead Man Festival that we spoke of probably two years ago on the I show. I don't remember. I don't yeah, remember dude, us covering it. I so refresh me, me on what the Frozen Dead Man Festival is to the best of your ability. Frozen Dead Guy Days. The history of Frozen Dead Guy Days. Guy from, let's see, the history There's of this FDG, guy. FDG, FDGD, Frozen Dead Guy Day. Uh, 29 years in the ice. Grandpa Brito is over 110 years old. For years, he's been taking up residence in a tough shed of the hills of Nederland, Colorado where it remains very, very, very cold. More specifically, Grandpa is frozen in a state of suspended animation waiting for the big thaw, the one that will bring him back to life. This is a good story behind it, one that stretches from Norway to California to Colorado, involving cryonics, deportation, physics, celebrations, and a dedication a dedicated Iceman. It's a tale of recaptured international attention and sparked a must-attend annual event called Frozen Dead Guy Days. That's what okay. it's it's in Nederland. So the festival is about a guy who, after he died, he said he just wanted to be frozen in a freezer. Yep, yep. Which and he was put on ice. Things. He was put on and ice. And they, they change out the dry ice regularly to keep him frozen, and he's just in a little shed, and he's still there. <laughs> And they, and they have do a, a whole festival around the guy. They have a festival for him. And yep. your boy's at the festival right now as Sammy we speak. Spins is at the festival right now. And he's yep. going to provide us with pictures. He, what he said. Is there a website for said festival? Or I'm is this, sure is there is. You did on, is no. this something you looked up on Wikipedia? No, I'm sure there is. It's, okay. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, holy cow. Oh, it's sold out. I, how did he get in there? Dude, it's sold out this year. Frozen Dead Guy Days. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, dude. There's an event schedule, a history about the festival, a map of Nederland, the music, the musicians that are playing there. You have to buy tickets to go, dude. It's for real. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. dude, it's legit. All right, so we've established that there is a Frozen Dead Guy Festival in Colorado. Yeah, also it's in Colorado. Deadguydays.org. If you want to check it out, it's March 9th, 10th, and 11th. What do you do at said festival? I mean, uh, event is viewing, it, was... access to outdoor beer, bar, food. Uh, there's a food garden, $20 uh, wristband for entrance into all three music tents. Uh, festival hours are from 4 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Friday. Today is 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. Uh, tomorrow is noon to 9 p.m. Which, by the time anybody hears this, the festival's going to be over with, so they yeah, can put it on their calendars for next year. Yeah. There's bacon, bourbon, and brews. There's brain freeze. There's a reanimate uh, music tent. Dude, there's, like, all kinds of stuff. It's a place to go get ripped and Is have fun. Is said dead guy on display, or do they just no, go, yeah, that's in- the shed he's in right there? Yeah, he's in the shed, yeah. But you, do you get to see the dead guy in the shed? Oh, uh, no. They don't, they don't take the ice off of him, no. So you're going to a festival dedicated to a dead guy that you don't yeah. actually get to see. Well, they, it's to raise funds to be able to keep him frozen. All right. Okay. <laughs> Works for me, dude. <laughs> also in Colorado, Hunter claims he was sexually assaulted by Sasquatch. This is for the Me Too movement. That's a bad no. joke. 
Yeah. No. Yeah. Dude. I'm sorry. Bad this, the hate mail we're about to get. Uh, Daryl Whitaker from Glenwood Springs in Colorado claims a Sasquatch attacked him and attempted to rape him while he was walking in the woods. No word if he was using medicinal or legal marijuana at the time. The 57-year-old man was walking to his hunting cabin on Sunday to see if it had suffered any damage during the winter. All of a sudden, a large gorilla-like creature dropped from a tree in front of him, punched him in the face. Uh, It was eight foot tall and it punched and hurt like hell. It was knocked right out at the first blow. (laughs) <laughs> I can just visualize this happening. Uh, while Mr. Whitaker was trying to recover from the attack, the large humanoid creature began to tear his clothes while letting out some very terrifying howls. Lobo, would you please demonstrate with the... <laughs> really? You can do better. Than that. Yeah. <laughs> When I regained consciousness, yeah, and I'm worried about getting guests on this show. Yeah, dude, when I re- totally. when I regained consciousness, he had already torn my pants and was tearing through my underwear. I stabbed him in the shoulder with my hunting knife, and that made him run away. Oh. Mr. Whitaker immediately reported that the attack to both Glenwood Springs Police Department and Colorado Parks and Wildlife Agency and joint investigation had been launched. How do you make that report to the police department? With a straight face and a lot of bourbon. <laughs> Which the bourbon smell would probably uh, negate it right there. Uh, Investigators found some very large footprints on the site, which they believe to be those of the aggressor. And there is a big footprint next to a real human footprint. Um, I don't notice a mid-tarsal break, though. um, Sure. Uh, Daryl Whitaker is convinced that the creature who attacked him was a Sasquatch, but the GSPD investigators say it is more likely that the attacker was simply a particularly large and hairy man. They are currently interrogating nearby residents to see if anyone noticed an individual corresponding to the description of the suspect. According to the victim, the attacker measured eight foot tall and is approximately hairy. Oh, extremely hairy. Okay, Come on, dude. <laughs> it's extremely it's hairy. It's approximately hairy. <laughs> it's approximately and extremely hairy. Uh, he has grown, he has brown hair, dark brown eyes, and extremely large feet. And you know what they say about people who have big feet, so it's probably best, he, probably best he wasn't raped by this person. Thing, creature, um, extremely Comedy. hairy. If they you possess any information concerning the suspect, please contact the Glenwood Springs Police Department and Colorado Parks Wildlife Agency. <clears throat> Don't do it. No, no, we're don't not going do to. It. Um, why don't you take us over to um, where is this one at? Oh yeah, this is in Missouri. This is the time Missouri looked at Florida and went here. Hold my beer. Uh, and the drugs are bad in K segment. Take it away. Then we'll yeah, wrap it up for the next section. Let's see. A naked man was arrested after leading police on a shocking chase down a Missouri interstate on Sunday in an all-terrain vehicle that included driving the wrong way down the highway. Clay County Sheriff's Office said the Bear Bandit led authorities on a pursuit <laughs> long highways 152 and 210 and Interstate 435 before he was finally caught. The chase lasted over an hour. Dude, dude's buck naked on an ATV I in would the also, cold. I would wow. also like to emphasize for our straight listeners out there that the term bear is slang for a gay fairy, a gay, a gay hairy fat man, a gay, gay fairy. fairy well... <laughs> Gay fairy hat man. Okay. Roe just set up his own little section of life there. I can't speak right now. The, the police activity you've been seeing along 152 Highway, I-435, and now 210 Highway is all because a naked man riding a yellow ATV who refused to stop for police. Police said on Twitter 
that's where you want to post that is on Twitter. He is now in custody. No dangerous instruments were found. Dude, he was on an ATV. That's a dangerous instrument. Police believe the man who had not yet been identified was under the influence of drugs during the chase in northern Kansas City. Really? Shocker. The chase began with the man eluding officers in a field. After finding a break in a fence, the man made his way onto Interstate 435, where he occasionally drove into oncoming traffic. He was captured after exiting the interstate. One witness who was driving on I-35 at the time told Fox 4 Kansas City he has seen plenty of high-speed chases, but nothing like what he saw on Sunday. And here we go. It's sort of some yokel who's going to say it. I was staring down, I was staring him down like, how are you so calm? Jess Fischel told Fox 4, it's 50 degrees. You're naked going highway speeds and calm as can be. At one point during the chase, Fischel said the man pulled a stunt as if he were in a movie, Dukes of Hazzard. All the cops come to a screeching hall and they're trying to turn around and go this way and that way, he said. Dude, I would have loved to see this. The whole bizarre incident may be entertaining to watch. Fischl said the man's behavior was reckless. He could have killed himself very easily, told Fox 4. I hope he gets whatever help he needs. Dude, like, okay. I don't know, dude. 50 degrees naked on an ATV? When I'm riding my motorcycle... 50 degree, because it's usually 10 degrees colder, whatever the temperature is when you're riding on a motorcycle, and in this case, an ATV, and I get cold myself. I don't ride. When it gets that cold, I don't ride, and I've got clothes on. 50 degrees on an ATV flying Uh that fast? Uh Uh-huh. But it doesn't state if he was on drugs or not, so. Yeah, it does. He said he was under the, probably under the influence. Yeah, of what, though? Meth. I don't know. Probably meth. What was you said? The good meth? The good meth? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was not on the good meth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me me run some promos here, and then we'll jump right back. This is the Secret Transmission Podcast. We are a podcast about the strange and unusual, the secret and the conspiracies, the friends and the supernatural. We're a podcast that talks about weird things like number stations, the Bermuda Triangle, the Salem Witch Trials, time travel, the moon landing, the Zika virus, serial killers, cults, the deep web, UFOs, superstitions, we cover it all. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and Google Play. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Secret Transpod, at S-E-C-R-E-T-T-R-A-N-S-P-O-D. Come listen to us try to explain the unexplainable. Want to get in contact with the show or listen to back episodes? It's easy. Go to www.projectarchivist.com. On the right side of the page, you'll find links to our archives, as well as links on how to get onto our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. If you want to leave a voicemail for us, it's 734-681-0459. Yes, we do listen to all of them. Or if you want to talk to Lobo directly, you can call 203-212-9975. Yes, that will in fact put you in touch with his cell phone. If he's available, he will take your call and talk to you. If you're just looking to send us an email, you can do that at projectarchivist at gmail.com. Don't forget to look for us on iTunes under the podcast section, or you can stream us right to your phone with the Stitcher Android app for free. So your sexual Bigfoot noises got me curious. Mm. Oh, and boy. I decided to um, <laughs> do a little bit of searching at Bigfoot erotica. Because when Jason Offit oh, was on no, the show, we on. did have this conversation before. 
So Jared I decided Dayton just, it too. Just, just to see what was out there. You know, what's big in the Bigfoot erotica these days. Mm-hmm. So which took me to BuzzFeed, which has a incomplete but a definitive exhaustive review of Bigfoot erotica. Oh, God. And I'm not going to go through all of these. Of <laughs> course. But um, oh, though there's a oh, there's a there's a rating system. It's uh, oh, horny geez. Bigfoots. Uh, it's a five a one to five horny Bigfoots. And five yeah, there's one right now. It's it's getting a three out of five horny Bigfoots, and that would be yeah. oh god, that's middle of the road. Big, Bigfoot did me from behind, and I liked it from Raven Blackbird. Oh, um, premise. I don't think I need to read that, but that one gets three three I out of five horny Bigfoots. I need to read that. Here, Probably. I'm gonna send you the link. I'm gonna send oh, you the good. link. Oh good, do that. I'm send you the link over here. Boom, bing, there's the Skype window. Um. And you'll notice the um, you don't have to describe it. There is a well, sure. They're like that gives you a little graphic of, of each of the rated things where it says horny bigfoots. This one's three out of five horny bigfoots, and it's got a silhouette of the Gimlin Peterson or Gimlin Patterson Bigfoot walking. It's got like that little symbol there, and it appears to have an erection. Um, it couldn't. Patty was a female. Well, we. They're doing what they got to do. <clears throat> Bigfoot's new mate from Sicario Irons. Sicario Irons? Um, no idea. That one also gets three out of five Bigfoots. Uh, Daniel's a scientist who's been monitoring a group of captive Bigfoots and meeting with investigators and hopes she can take her discoveries public. The Bigfoots, meanwhile, are growing restless without a mate and become curious about Danielle. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Bigfoot Depravity by Robin North. That one only gets one out of five Bigfoots. So that's no, probably, you know, um, a young pretty woman is kidnapped and uses a live bait for Bigfoot. A disclaimer, while being kidnapped is not uncommon among these across the particular genre. Six or seven stories I have read describe encounters that are becoming consensual and enjoyed by both parties. This oh. one does not. Uh, that one only gets one out of five horny Bigfoots. What a shame. Um, there's also the prerequisite gay Bigfoot. Bigfoot's gay, Candy Banger. That's the guy's person who wrote it. Candy Banger is the name. That oh. one gets three out of five big horny Bigfoots. Oh, all right. Um, oh, here's a I good one. Got nothing. I don't. Boffing <laughs> Bigfoot by Anne L. Probe. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the Alien Sex Chronicles, Volume 1. All right, let's, let's you know what, that, that one actually gets five out of five horny Bigfoots, and that's as far as I'm going to go into this. So oh, I'm good, thanks. That was, thanks for so, that little ride, whatever but, that was. Um, I'm going to go into the next story, and then uh, I'll let you take the the follow After this one, you can take the people freaking out on a plane one. I just thought that since freaking the- on um, a plane. Yeah, people freaking out on a plane. We've got that category coming up. I thought I was supposed to read the one about the Tennessee man who flipped a car. What <sighs> that? Would Jesus take the wheel? Oh yeah, you know we can do some. We'll do some rearranging. We're gonna do live on the spot. But uh, no, it's oh, a, cool. you're, you're you're messing up. I gotta close this out because I cannot look at any more gay bigfoot porn. Bigfoot porn. Which one am I supposed to be reading? Hold on. We'll, we'll get to it. So, anyways, with the Olympics just having passed, usually during the Olympics we in some way or another call cover some kind of Olympics tragedies or what have you or mishaps or whatever. So I'm gonna send you this one. Um. This year, we're celebrating the fact that a guy in a tutu and a monkey penis pouch just streaked at the Olympics. What? Uh, yeah. What? This is actually coming from menshealthmagazine.com. No. Go ahead. Open it up. There you go. Look at that. Peace and love. And the guy looks like, Mm-mm. he looks like the guy who played Machete. What was that, what was that guy's name? You know what Danny Trejo. Yeah. Look, he look, does he look like Danny Trejo? What uh, we have here, we're going to describe it for you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 
we have a man wearing a pink tutu that just barely covers anything, and on his penis there is a monkey pouch. And oh uh, this is from menshealth.com. A guy in a tutu oh. and a monkey penis pouch just streaked at the Olympics. Uh, we can all oh. learn a thing or two from this man. On this blessed Friday, following the Olympics 1,000-meter men's speed skating competition and medal ceremony, a man took out the ice. There's a video. you got to watch the video, too. A man took to the ice, undressed completely, save for a pink tutu and a penis pouch, which we have said five times now just to get that visual into your head, in the shape of a monkey face, and attempted what appears to be some ballet, and his somewhat rotund torso, the words, raise glasses, peace and love, were written. The unnamed man jumped the rail, tore away some breakaway pants and shirt and proceeded onto the ice after a, a near split he crashed pretty hard but as all olympians know the most important part is getting back up again are you watching the video oh, jesus yeah Christ. you're watching the video aren't you um oh, the olympics God, are really why? without a solid streaking where's, appearance. The, where's security with mark roberts being one of the most prolific having streaked over 500 times he deserves oh. some kind of member card if he had anywhere to put it. It was unclear whether the streaker left on his own accord or he was escorted off the ice, as you just mentioned, by security. But in the end, the true message is to never give up on sending a good vibes to the world. Just do it with more than a monkey pouch. Keep dancing, friend. Keep dancing. <laughs> God damn it. So now we're going to move on to the biblical jackass segment of well, the Ramblecast. We're nope. going to try. Okay. <laughs> Um, which one do you want to do? Do you want to do the uh, the uh, Jesus take the wheel or the Mother Mary one? I'm currently waiting for Mozilla to come back up because <laughs> it decided it didn't want to respond after you broke it with the guy in the tutu. <laughs> okay, Tennessee man flips car five times after letting Jesus take the wheel. The baby Jesus. This guy looks like Tim Benall. I'll say Does it. He? I'll, that's what Tim, does does he kind of look like Tim at all? Yeah, he does kind of look like Tim. I'll just put it out there, Tim. I know you don't listen to the show, but if you hear this, there's a guy that Tim, looks like. Uh, we know you hate us, so yeah, get over it. There's a guy that looks like you who let Jesus take the wheel and flip a car five times. Go ahead, Lobo. Nah, I'm not gonna be able to. Hold on a second. <laughs> Your Jesus. stupid men's health thing crashed my. Hey, we've got a problem here. The Tennessee man told police this week that Jesus personally came to him and told him to let him drive drive on his behalf. God's like. Don't drag me into this. The result, report local news station WVLT, is that the car has veered off the freeway and then flipped over five times. This is why Jesus shouldn't drive. Uh, Tennessee Highway Patrol officers say that when they arrived on the scene, the accident 33-year-old Chad England was speaking gibberish and trying to flee the scene while carrying a jar. (laughs) Police say that England was obviously under the influence of drugs at the time of the crash. You think? Although the man apparently refused to take a blood test. Uh, a search of England's car revealed the accord, uh, accordingly to WVLT, six grams of marijuana, 0.6 grams of cocaine, a pipe, rolling papers, three quarters empty bottle of Crown Royal, a small empty bottle of Crown Royal, and several cans of cans used for huffing. But once you get locked into a serious drug collection, the tendency is to push it as far as you can. You know what huffing is, don't you? <sighs> yeah, I used to do that a lot. <laughs> you did. You, 
you did some stuff, man. <laughs> I did some stuff. Yeah, that's that's very true. Police arrested him and charged him with, among other things, DUI first offense, felony possession of a Schedule Two for resale, possession of a Scheduled Five. Is that Schedule Five? Possession I and I just told you it crashed. And personal para <laughs> and possession of paraphernalia. Officials say that England had no driver's license in his possession and that the car was not insured. Boy, he's just batting Good. under here, isn't he? <laughs> Oh, he's doing something, that's for sure. Did you get your browser back out? I don't even know. Do you want me to just go ahead and read the next one? I, I'm trying to get Because editing is going to suck. All right. A woman tells police she's Mother Mary after Chase. That's great. Elizabethtown, Kentucky. He from... just crashed everything, you dickhead. <laughs> A uh, woman who let we, we were just bragging about how we got everything under control. You got a new computer. Your internet Again, connection has been everything fixed. Everything was working perfect, and all of a sudden, penis, penis tutu. Oh my god! <laughs> god damn it. A woman who led police on a chase told arresting officers that she was Mother Mary en route to pick up baby Jesus and had permission from God to speed. Man. <laughs> God's just giving a lot of, you know, shady driving advice right now. WDRB-TV cites in an arrest report saying the Kentucky trooper attempted to pull over 52-year-old Connie Allen of Tennessee on Saturday, but she ignored him in a high-speed chase ensued. Another trooper was eventually able to pull in front of Allen, forcing her to stop. He approached the car with his weapon drawn, but she refused to get out of the car with her hand uh, and show her hands. The report says that she became... Uh, compliant when he hit her window with a police baton. She also told police that she had died five years ago. <laughs> died five years ago. <laughs> she is charged crazy. with several. No kidding. She is. She, it's unclear whether she has a lawyer. She better her lawyer up pretty quick. She is charged with several offenses. It's unclear whether she has a lawyer. <laughs> Holy cow. Dude, this is just oh my God. But the important thing that we need to cover the wait is finally over. The, the, this has been, I'm going to talk. Yeah, this isn't a story that you've got on your screen. This is another one I'm just going to drop out of you out of nowhere. Okay. Um, no, I mean, this has been a real heartfelt story that the world has been following for quite some time. And I feel that it needs closure so everybody can come to terms with it and, and okay. go about their lives now, you know, because this was a big thing. This was a really big thing. It's probably probably one of the biggest stories thus far this year. And that is that after 47 days without pooping, the British drug oh, suspect God. who has successfully oh, refused God. to poop for 45 days is free to go. Oh, after 47, <laughs> either did he. Exactly. You're, you're telling me my man doesn't have to think of poo. Does, does he have a butthole? He does not have a butthole. He has no need for one. After 47 days of refusing to go to the bathroom for police, a UK man's prolific poo strike has finally ended. Police say 24-year-old Lamar Chambers was arrested on January 17th in Essex, England, and was charged with two counts of possession in an attempt to supply Class A drugs. They thought he'd hidden the drugs in his body. Wrecked him? Damn near killed him. They figured <laughs> it was just a matter of, well, waiting. Well, they did wait. And wait. And the world watched. Police kept a, ra a wrapped public up to date for several weeks, posting regular tweets about the suspect and tagging it poo watch hashtag poo watch. And then there's several, you know, posts from the OPP Raptor West uh, Twitter. You down with OPP? 
A man is still refusing to pass objects. Still doesn't believe police have the power to hold him until he produces. Male has been charged with possession of intent to supply Class A drugs times two and on a way to court for a seven-day laydown application. Next tweet. 336 hours, 14 days, two weeks since our man was arrested. Still refusing to go to the toilet or have doctors remove items from his persons. Next tweet. Today is day 19 and we still have no movement. Male doesn't seem no to movement. understand that eventually he will need have to go the next tweet nothing further report as soon as this is a result of the statement will be released uh the last statement never came through a whole through the whole ordeal chambers continued to eat as normal and was given regular medical attention police said he's being more than adequately looked after by the essex police he has been offered fluids and food prosecutor kathy wilson told mirror uk at the time his lights are dimmed at night and he's being reviewed every 24 hours if he requests to go to the hospital he is taken police asked the judge to allow him to detain him again and again and the, as they waited in vain for what they thought was still what thought was inevitable still no <laughs> drugs appeared as speculation concern about the detainee's health amounted essex police told time they they take the safety of their detainees seriously in instances where individuals are suspected of ingesting drugs or having substances inside them, they are subject to regular health checks, including hospital visits, ultrasound scans, x-ray, and possible fecal removal with a fist. I didn't, say, didn't say that. No. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> Spokesman told the site they are also continuously monitoring a, by a minimum of two officers while they remain in custody. After 38 days, Chambers' lawyer said the suspect was in an area of risk of death, according to the BBC the previous previous record for preventing the evacuation of bowels was believed to be only 33 days the site reported so he probably when he finally did go to the bathroom he probably dropped a 40 keurig load um keurig load yeah that's a south park reference but everybody knows that at this point <laughs> jesus christ dude do you remember that episode of south park i or, stopped watching south yeah. park after the first season uh, Chambers kept on for almost 10 hours a day, but police were finally forced to release him on March 5th, where he had lasted a full 47 days. Twitter users had that's been following the news amazing. from the beginning, expressed their amazement. Blair Jones on Twitter wrote, I'm not sure what the tweet about the poo watch is over. Uh, Cass Ho, her name is Cass H-O-E. Hi, Cass. Oh. I don't know who the hell you are. My favorite news story of the year has been Poo Watch. This is all. Uh, police discontinued the original charges against Chambers, but admitted uh, immediately re-arrested re him on lesser charges and released him on bail, reported Metro UK. He was driven by a squad car to a hospital for treatment along with medical profession. The dude went 47 days. Dude, that's insane. Without going. Surprised he didn't rupture his colon. That's what I was thinking. And in seriousness, yeah. like, how do you not, how, how does your, how does your colon and lower intestine not rupture? How do you impact it to that much? I have how no idea. You, I know my buddy, he's, he was, no, oh, no, I'm going to leave that be. I can't understand how this was such a problem. <laughs> they do have Taco Bell over there. So. Dude, they could have just given him like a bunch of olive oil and he should have shit himself. Anything, something. I don't know. I, I don't, I, the, the amount of effort that was put into the story is mind numbing. All right. We'll take over the, um, snake, uh, freaks out, freak out. On, I almost said snakes on a plane, freak outs on a plane. <laughs> a passenger on a flight from Malaysia has been arrested after reportedly stripping naked to watch porn before attacking a stewardess. Shortly after the Melindo air flight departed from Kuala Lumpur on Saturday, the 20-year-old Bangladeshi took off his, took his clothes off and started watching pornography on his laptop, local media reported. 
As you do. The man, a student at a Malaysian university, <clears throat> initially put his clothes back on at request of cabin crew, the News Straits Times reported, uh, newspaper reported. Wow, dude, that's a nasty picture. <laughs> but he then tried to hug female crew members while on his way to the toilet. And when his advances were rejected, he became aggressive and attacked the stewardess, the paper said. The cabin crew and passengers reportedly managed to subdue him, and his hands were tied up with a piece of cloth uh, for the rest of the flight. According to Malaysian website Star Online, the man also masturbated and urinated on his seat. Ah, dirty monkey. There was no indication as to why he was acting strangely. No indication? All right. The airline, a Malaysian subsidiary of an Indonesian company, declined to confirm all the details, but said in a statement that the disruptive passenger was tied up on flight to Dhaka, or Dhaka? Is that mm-hmm. Dhaka? Yeah, it's Dhaka. And was arrested on like arrival. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm asking you. Wow. No, it is Dhaka. I... <laughs> okay. uh, Explain, the crew on board has followed the standard operating procedures in restraining the passenger from causing further disruption on board the flight. Wait a minute, standard Disruptive operating procedure. Some... They, they make it sound like Apparently this happens the all book. the time. <laughs> if, if, awesome. a, if a person on the plane is masturbating and naked and trying to hug the crew, this Switch. is how you handle it. <laughs> wow. The disruption pa- passenger was accompanied by a DACA security team upon arrival, and he was put, he was put to jail by the authorities there. The airline will continue to stay vigilant to ensure passengers <laughs> travel soundly. How do you Sunday, stay vigilant for something like that? <laughs> I get this Sunday, image of Batman looking over the seats, looking around for people watching porn naked. <laughs> I don't know why. The Sun Daily, meanwhile, quoted a man. I'll stop you from fapping. Quoted a man claiming to be a passenger on the plane. He explained that the bank is dead and watch porn while ignoring all those around him. I can't get the image out of my head now. Hey, you're welcome. The cabin crew approached. I always have my eye on you. The cabin crew approached him and politely asked him to take his clothes. He added, he, com- he complied with the request. A short while later, there was some commotion at the toilet area, and a Batman arrived. <laughs> It's harassing a stewardess. Oh, I'm so sorry, folks. If you're still with us, I am so sorry. Great. Okay. Oh, it was. Dude, you can't have an asthma attack now. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm taking it one step further. I'm going to go to SanFranciscoGate.com, www.sfgate.com. Plane passenger allegedly strangled people, called baby a slut in mid-flight you rampage. A slut. Your baby's a slut. What are you doing? A slut. Uh, a passenger in a Siberian Airlines flight, <laughs> flight, <laughs> flight from St. Petersburg to what is that name? Novo, Novosbursk? Novosbursk? Here you go. Novosbursk. You know what? We sh- I should have had Man. you. Re- I should have had you read this on Chekhov voice. Is what I should have done. But you didn't. A passenger in a Siberian airline flight from St. Petersburg to Novosibirsk, Russia, was arrested after allegedly attacking his fellow passenger. I can't even do it. Passengers, it baby, it's slut. <laughs> passengers in mid-flight, according to the passengers who spoke to the son, the man punched and strangled men, women, and children alike, and even tried to attack an infant. The man reportedly what a dickhead. The man reportedly walked up and down an aisle, shouting various obscenities at passengers before confronting a flight attendant. A steward is offered him a seat no you don't do that at the back of but the, at the back but kept walking up and down and started uh attacking passengers randomly and beating them passenger Sten- stanislav wakamov 
Whack-a-ball. <laughs> Told the sun. <laughs> wow. Uh, the rowdy passenger then started physically assaulting people. He took a seat next to a young woman and began to sexually harass her. Uh, Strokomov said he grabbed and pulled hair, pulled her hair and then switched to a young man saying something to him, with, then punching and striking him with his elbow. There's video on here of this guy just going berserk on this plane, Ugh. which is great. I got to fly to Vegas and I'm going to be like, is some Russian maniac going to start attacking people? Dude, you got a lot more to worry about than a Russian. Uh, as if the scene wasn't horrific enough, the man started targeting children. Then he went yeah. to took a seat next to another young man. No, at this point, you, you, you don't Dude, want... Dude, someone's got to put this guy down. Yeah, exactly. You sit on him or do whatever you got to do and no, restrain him. No, you kill him. him. <laughs> yes. It's uh, He then went and took a seat next to another young man and a little girl and was sitting in front. He uh, So he I moved speak- forwards and grabbed her neck. Wow. Yeah, this is when the guy should be no. down. Uh, he next went to the man he was sitting in front of me with his baby in his arms. He said to the baby, hi, little slut, and then tried to reach the child with his no. arms. No, that's when the guy died. <laughs> this is not funny at all, but I still have Batman in my head. Um, <laughs> Smack him off said that after trying to attack the baby, the man turned his attention to uh, Samanov Wackamoff himself. <laughs> He switched to me. He switched to me and said he would break my face. So I took him up. I took off my glasses and he attacked and hit me. <laughs> Once your glasses are off, it's on. Uh, Jerkamov said I hit him in return. And at this moment, the other man rushed to us and blocked him, pushed him down in a vacant seat. The passenger and the flight attendant successfully used belts to tie tie the man up. Once the plane landed in Novosibirsk, authorities boarded the plane and arrested the man. The man reportedly continued the outburst after his arrest as he was videotaped banging on walls, removing his clothes inside of the holding cell. Uh, he was then transported to a nearby hospital to receive medical attention. Dude, you know, you don't go after kids. No, you, you just don't go after kids no, on a plane. And the fact, big, like, no. like, I'm really surprised they were like, okay, sir, you need to sit over here. Now you need to sit over here. No, at that point, you you take people out. You, you yeah. get up and yep. you, you know... Yep. Totally. You take the dude down, especially in Russia. I would expect this in Russia because Russia doesn't screw around. They make well, they make your hand into popsicle treats. Yeah, well, there so, you go. You know, Sticky. all right. Why don't you cover the story now? Now we have to go and do a somewhat serious story after uh, talking about rampaging pornographic people on a plane in Bigfoot. Porn. Well, it's kind of fitting. We are going to be talking about priests, aren't we? Yeah, let's oh. go to the let's go to Newsweek.com. Uh, the training of Vatican. Tra- yeah, the Vatican is training more exorcists with reports of demonic possession soaring. Go ahead. The Vatican has reportedly set up a new exorcism training course amid soaring demand of priests trained to rid people of demonic possession instead of taking responsibility for their own actions. Sicilian priest and trained exorcist Benigno Pelula told Vatican Radio that demand for priest trained in exorcism had tripled in recent years, with 500,000 lead cases now recorded in Italy annually. Okay, there's something in the water. Ugh. He attributed the rise of popularity of fortune tellers and tarot cards. Oh, fuck me, really? This, this is why which I'm just he, waiting for you to go into which, rage. I'm which waiting for said, Hulk Lobo to come out. Uh, yeah, well, he may in a second here. Which he said opened the door to the devil and to possession. However, he noted that many cases of apparent possession were in fact caused by spiritual or psychological problems. I'm going to go with psychological problems. Palilla uh, uh, expressed concern and inexperienced priests conducting exorcisms. A self-taught exorcist certainly meets error. No, no, no. He said, I will say no more. <laughs> oh, no, he, he said, said, I will say more. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> I, I will. 
I would also take a period of apprenticeship, as happens for many professionals. It's a week-long international course of on exorcism will be held in April at the Pontifical Athenian at the Churchy Place, a Catholic educational establishment in Rome. Rome. Polia said that the gather, uh, gathering's goal was to offer a rich reflection uh, and articulation on the topic of some, sometimes unspoken and controversial. In 2014, the Vatican gave official backing to the International Association of Exorcists, making exorcism a recognized practice under canon law. The association emerged from a group founded in the Vatican's former chief exorcist, Father Gabriel M. M. And it has around 200 members on six continents. Though officially recognized, exorcisms can only be conducted after approval from a senior priest. So what you're telling me is the guys who claim that there is exorcisms and demons are the ones that are are the only ones that are sanctioned to do exorcisms of demons. This is what's this is what's really no. Did you did you notice that the comment section has seventeen comments and then the thread this thread is closed? Yeah, so after does, seventeen comments, they closed it down. <laughs> it's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. I just these pe- this is nonsense. Would you like no. to have Batman Pope being vigilant? Because now I've got that image in my head. I've got an image of the the Batman in white robes with a little thing on his head. Black Pope. No, he, I he, just. It'd be Batman, Batman Pope. I could just see the Pope Popey and robes. Batman. Yeah, Popey robes with a Batman mask on. Except for the top of his head, he's got that little, you know, that little yarmulke thing. Or whatever the heck. That's the, whatever. Yeah. God. Wrong religion. Since we're talking about sorcery and the bad lead-in. Okay, why don't we just go to... Uh, <laughs> WW, there's this chaos is ensuing in the background right now, folks. It has like it hasn't run the rest of the show. www.albawaba.com. Yeah, so police arrest sorcerer for selling incense for $8,166 to woman in AU. Wow, that's a name, huh? The Fujirara Court of Appeals imposed a fine of. DH 5,000, 1,361 American dollars on a man who fraudulently took DH 30,000, 8,166 dollars American from a win for incense that he claimed would ward off evil spirits. Ah, uh, they know it didn't work. The court also ordered deportation of the accused. Seems a bit harsh, don't you think? The suspect made a phone call to a woman in DB for, oh my God, Fujara, Fujara. Telling her that she and there her may be a reason why I wanted you to read this one. As per a raw news <clears throat> report, thanks, dickhead. The woman believed him and asked him to exercise the spirits. The suspect told her, sold her some incense, whose worth was falsely put at DH thirty thousand eight thousand one hundred sixty six American dollars by him, disguised to help her out. How do you assess the worth you, of these incense? Yeah, well, you know, how do you? You there's know, a, there's a sliding scale of demonics. Okay. <clears throat> When she tried to contact him after the dealing, he refused to respond to her phone calls. The woman informed her husband about the matter, and the couple approached the police. I'd approached him and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> the police launched a manhunt and arrested the sorcerer in quotation a few months later. After probing his phone, probing his phone? <laughs> wow. The police found the woman's phone number in his list of contacts. They asked her to lodge a complaint against the man in order to carry out the necessary procedure and prosecute him of his crime or for his crime. The man confessed to the charges, duping the woman under the garb of a, of practicing sorcery. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Pretty much. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, nothing is worse than going to a Kenya doctor. Hey, forget Norway. They've got lions. Um, going to a Kenyan doctor and having the doctor perform brain surgery on the wrong patient. And this one is from www times time s o f i s times of israel hey let's let's just do say wow wow <laughs> it says it says times of israel it says the times of israel right below the web address so what am i doing i'm trying to spell it out as opposed to actually wow. reading it Kenyan wow. doctors perform uh, performs brain surgery on wrong patient. He got the wrong leg amputated. Uh, surgeon, two nurses, and an anesthetic anesthesiologist suspended patient recovering well. <laughs> so not just one, but all these people messed up. Uh, Nairobi, Kenya, a neurosur- neurosurgeon in Kenya's largest hospital has been suspended. I can't say anything right now after performing brain surgery on the wrong patient. The hospital said that the statement on Friday, the scandal which prompted an outpouring of horror on social media is the latest drama to hit the Kenyan National Hospital in recent weeks after allegations of staff sexually assaulting patients that completely sucks and a theft of a baby uh, which was probably a slut anyways the hospital said the surgeon as well as two nurses and an anesthesiologist and that's not how it's pronounced but that's what it is has been suspended pending an investigation sure that'll work into the operation on the wrong patient health minister Cecilia Sicily Karuki. I'm not even helping you. Also suspended the CEO of the hospital over the blunder. I almost didn't pronounce it as CEO. I tried to read it as a word for a split second there. In the investigation by the Daily Nation newspaper revealed that the two men had been taken to the hospital last Saturday. One required surgery to remove a blood clot in his brain while the other needed only medication for a swollen head. Swollen head. (laughs) How do you? I'm sorry I have a swollen head. Your head looks a little swole, dude. Hours into surgery, the doctors discovered there was no blood blood clot in the brain no of the patient. No blood clot. <laughs> and that they were, in fact, operating on the wrong man, the newspaper reported. How do you go about making that discovery? Um, oh, dude, he didn't die. Awesome. In a statement from the hospital. <clears throat> The hospital deeply regrets this event and has done all it can to ensure the safety and well-being of the patient in question, even though we did remove part of his brain. Uh, Read the statement from the hospital, adding the the patient was in recovery and progressing well. Kenya National Hospital and Kenya's oldest and largest hospitals also serves as a teaching hospital. So that should tell you something right there. there you go. Now, I got to ask you, because this is distracting as hell. Is there a picture in the bottom right of your screen of an airplane with a very weird look to it? Like the front of the plane is hollow and no, you have no idea I'm talking about, do you? No, no? I see two jet fighters and a warthog. Okay, then we've got different leaks altogether. We okay, must. listen. Hey, you know what? Call call Harley now. Why? Because. What, did he say? Call him right now. Did he Did he say to do it? Yes, call him now. Hold on. All right, a little bit of context here before we go any further. Um, myself and Lobo were talking off of the air about calling Harley up and just trolling, you know, the Travel Oddities podcast. Now, everybody that listens to the show should know at this point that us, Hysteria 51, Secret Transmissions, Travel Oddities, we're, we're kind of like this big family behind the scenes. And on Twitter and, and on the shows, we, we always kind of throw grief back and forth at one another, you know, just purely out of fun. So we decided to call him up. Well, he has no idea that we're calling 
He doesn't know what the context is. He's expecting Lobo to be calling, and he has no idea that we're recording. So there's a point in here where I kind of sound like I'm being a dick to him. It's all in play. It's just for fun and games. And anyways, here here goes. This is what happens. I've always wanted to do this, just completely call somebody out of the blue like this. <laughs> it doesn't appear to be doing anything. That's right. We don't hear it ringing on this end. Mm. Harley? Hello? Harley, yeah. what's up? Broken, what's going on? I just no, I decided to give you a call, you know, and see what see what's all about, you know. Um, we're recording right now. We just decided to call you completely out of the blue and figure we'd give the guys over at Travel Oddities a call without any kind of preemptive notice whatsoever. <laughs> to, uh, That's uh, awesome. You know, Why would you do that to me? Just, you know, because, you know, because we don't give you guys enough promotion, you know, and and we've been talking about having you on the show for a long time. And we just figured we'd give you a call completely without context. We were talking about actually, I'll tell you what brought it up. We were talking about um, this guy almost being raped by a Bigfoot, which led to a discussion of Bigfoot erotica, which has nothing at all to do with this conversation. I just thought I'd throw that to you, (laughs) you know, kind of out there. I thought of Brent immediately. So, you know. Yeah. Is, is, Brent, yeah. is Brent ever jumped out of a tree and tried to rape you or anything like that? Uh, no. Have you ever no, wanted him to? Not. No? Uh, no. Yeah, no. I don't really have to think about that one. I've never wanted that. Is your wife and family in the room right now? What? what ain't no country I ever heard of? They speak English and what? Are you alone right now? Is the wife and family or anybody in the room with you right now? Uh, no, I'm on the back porch. Good okay. call. The dogs are by me. The dogs are by you? All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, we just thought we'd give you a call, you know, because Brent came to mind. He really didn't. Have you ever been on a me. plane? Have you ever um, have you ever been on an airplane and felt an urge to look over at someone's baby and call them a slut or anything like that? Maybe? No? <laughs> No. These are all stories. These are all stories that we these covered on the show tonight. That we've covered today on the show. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, okay. the guy flipped out on Ever a plane. Been on a long, you know, long hour trip and decide to just strip naked and masturbate in your seat. Have you ever uh, had no. a hankering to eat Russian hands that have been frozen? Um, no. You're a really bad guest. You know, this is this has been a. Comp- <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I mean, I really. This is a waste of offer, time. But you know, it, this is a waste of time. Why are you so normal? <laughs> Travel Oddities is a terrible podcast to completely call out of nowhere. We probably should have called Brent on this and asked him. I think he would have said yes to all of those questions, every single one of them. He would have went into more detail. Yeah, he would have made voices. He probably went into more detail about jumping out of a tree and trying to rape you, claiming to be a Bigfoot as well. (laughs) I don't know. All right, do you want to give your show a plug since we called you? Um, Yes, um, we have a show, I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to wake up from a nap here. No, um, yes. no, do this now. Please. You're here, in the moment. Live. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, listen to our show. You know what the show is. But they don't. There you go. You know um, what the show is. Hey, if you're, if you're the type of person that jumps out of trees and attacks Bigfoot or people, I don't know um, which side of the story the person was in that story, then listen to our show, too. What is your show? Um, the Bigfoot Jumping Out of Tree show. Or is it a person? Which which character in that story jumped out of the tree? Brent? Bigfoot jumped out of the tree on the guy. Here's the story. 
Bigfoot was on a plane, and there was a guy cutting to the back of the plane, and then Bigfoot jumped out of the tree on the plane and tried to rape the guy. The guy flipped out, started beating up passengers, and called a little baby a slut. He then sat down in a chair, disrobed, started masturbating, and did brain surgery on the wrong person while landing a plane in Kenya. And he ate some hands. You're ruining the show for me. You realize I listened to your show, and now... I'm yeah. so sorry. But these stories will make so much more. Now, the, the, the way you can relate to this, if you really wanted to get back at us, you could go to like, you could go to some like Midwest state and hop on an ATV completely naked, but it's got to be 50 degrees when you do so. Yeah, totally. To, to do it because you live down in Oklahoma and it's a little bit warmer there. So jumping on an ATV it and being chased, being chased by the police wouldn't have the same effect. No. But you would be naked. What do naked. you know about exorcisms, though? What in God's holy name are you blathering about? How, how am I on exorcism? What do you? Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm good. I've had all of the all of the requ- state required exorcisms. Um, and shot. <laughs> do you do you sell uh, do you sell bogus cures for exorcism? Like I don't know. Um, what would you you incense? Do you sell incense? Um, if you're buying, how I'm much? Selling it. <laughs> How much? It's all on sale. Half off. Half off. <laughs> all right, we'll let you go, because this is obviously having the exact effect that we wanted it to have. People can Everybody find you go, on go the Travel, Travel Oddities, Oddities podcast. Yes, Travel Oddities podcast. Podcast. There's there's a trio. They're a great bunch. Go and listen to them. If you don't already listen to them now, they're awesome. They're friends and family of the show. And they had no go idea that we were going to do this at all. And so <laughs> you can go back to sleep now. All right? Stay weird, guys. <laughs> Peace. <Ew>. Bye. <laughs> uh, that was actually pretty funny. I hope I can edit this together properly. All right. <laughs> it was great. He had no idea we were going to do nope. that. Blind All right. Side. Let's cover this last story, and because we definitely have enough for a show here. And uh-huh. uh, let's cover this last story, then we'll wrap it up and call it good. Take us to Maxim Magazine, where people are frequently asked, how do they attract a ghost for sexual purposes? And this is a great story for you to read, because it has nothing to do with you whatsoever. <laughs> Kesha claims to have Frenched a ghost. Natasha Blasik, Paranormal 2 actress, allegedly had sex with one twice. And Nicole Smith felt one crawl up her leg en route to Vagina Town. And then there was the whole Dan Aykroyd Ghostbusters knob job situation. Spectrophilia is a mysterious and exciting prospect. <laughs> okay. Particularly if you're... Uh, if you've grown tired of the whole warm body on warm body thing. Maybe that's what's brought... You to the particular Google search. You should clear your history before you die. Or perhaps you've brushed up against a sexy phantom and want to lure her back into your orbit. Whatever your motivations, here's how to do that. The bleeders and breathers among us... The bleeders and breeders among us don't have much in common with ghosts. They float and fly while we walk and digest. They will carry on forever and we will carry on until the day we join their ranks. But there is one thing... We do have in common with the spirits that make us haunted and horny. We want to, we want what we can't have. For a ghost, life is the ultimate turn on. All right. To lure your sultry specter, then, just have to be as alive as you can. Okay. Run and sweat and feel your heartbeat. Ride a bicycle and sit in chairs. What? Ride a bicycle and sit <laughs> in chairs. Sit in chairs. Force tangible objects to support you. Cut your hair, trim your fingernails, spend as much time as possible eating food and drinking drinks. What is this? I don't know. You gave it to me to read. I know. Keep going. 
I can imagine that watching red wine rush down a live specs specimen's gullet would be particularly attractive to a wan phantom. Also, like most live humans, ghosts like the thrill of the chase, and they want to make sure that that chase won't get cut short by a sudden illness or a tragic accident. So go see your general practitioner with haste. Wear a helmet and a seat belt whenever possible. Look both ways when you cross the street. Floss every day. Do not consume sugar, artificial sweeteners, or saturated fats in excess. Exercise for 30 minutes what at least three times this week. I don't know, this? dude. You gave it to me Keep to read. Keep going. We're in Get now. It. We're in. We're invested. Great. We're in knuckle deep now. Get at least seven Giggity. hours of sleep a night. and You don't want to get too tired when the ghost in question inevitably wants to be bo- wants to bone. Wants to to bone. Then again, ghosts like to save people. Remember that movie Ghost where Patrick Swayze, in which Patrick Swayze dies and then tries to save his wife who is a hot ceramicist? Is that, is that even a real word? Ghosts love, at this point, it doesn't matter. Ghosts <laughs> love to be the hero. So while you haven't actually died, maybe hire a, str- a stranger to stalk you and then feel your ghost lover float to the rescue, the winds of salvation blowing at your neck. If you go with this option, you will probably have to negotiate the terms either via email. Ghosts probably can't infiltrate the internet. <laughs> I've never seen Ghost in the Machine then, huh? Or some sort of other safe room that a ghost cannot penetrate just to make sure that they aren't in on the plan. Uh, if you're looking to attract a warm-bodied human you have who has ghosted you, I have no answers. These are our modern world's most confounding beings. Just move on, I guess. Find another human to kiss or the nearest ghost. That was literally the stupidest thing I've read in all the years that we have done this show because it makes no sense and went nowhere. We're all now dumber after me reading this. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to apologize for that article. But I'm not going to. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. Anyways, let's wrap this up because editing this, editing this together into some form of cohesive entertainment, infotainment, whatever the hell you want to call it is, is is going to be testing my limits. Yeah. You think So, so? Yeah. So anyways, um, I've got nothing to say to close the show out with, except for if you want to find us on Facebook, look us up, answer the questions. Care what the hell the hell you answer them? Just answer yeah, right. the questions. It's- get on the page so we know that you're actually a real person. Um, I'm probably not going to be making announcements when we put people on the page anymore because the group just has a, t- a habit of like, please welcome blah 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 to the page, and then nine million posts of strange gifts and welcomes mm. probably scare the hell out of the people and scare them Maybe. away. Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. I don't mm. know. Anyways. Anyway, go uh, check out A Slice with Sean. I believe that's a podcast I talked about at the beginning show. And Travel Oddities. <laughs> Sorry, Harley. <Definitely. laughs> we had to do it, man. We had to. Anyways, uh, yeah, this is Rojan. Peace out from Detroit. This is Lobo from Connecticut. I got a shout out to Lily Yabo. You know oh, who yeah. you are. Such a sweet girl. Yes. All right, folks. Peace out. I don't know. Bye-bye. So strange When you don't know How can you tell Where you're going to You can't be sure Of any situation Something could change And anyone know Where do we come from here